The following audio is from Gold Country Baptist Church in Shingle Springs, California. Visit gcb.church to find more resources and to learn about our church. Tell another generation his great work and power. So when we were asked to do this, like a lot of us, I think there's a apprehension and, and anxiety um, uh, uh, that comes along with it. And uh, Graham did a great job this morning of explaining how anxiety is uh, the opposite of truth. And so all of that to say, it's uh, uh, we should be willing to give, it, to give an account. And I just wanted to take a minute and talk about um, our walk and how we became to know the Lord and, and what he's done in our lives. And, and, uh, I, you know, I was raised in a, in a farm in Oregon with parents who didn't know the Lord. Um, I'm thankful that they both professed that later in life before they died, but I, I don't really know. Um, I wasn't up there for many years, uh, prior to their death, but when I saw him, um, we talked about things of the Lord and I like to think I'll see him again, but I don't know. I was fortunate though, to know my grandmother, um, was a, a godly woman of faith and she spent many years taking us kids to church and and so i was exposed to god of things we went to sunday school um uh into church uh functions and whatnot um but i, I didn't have any way to answer the, the the question you know who god was or i if i know growing older into my 20s if somebody asked me if i was going to heaven i would say yes but i couldn't really tell you why i just thought because i'd you know, I, I had a good moral upbringing. My parents were, uh, uh, you know, instilled in me right and wrong. And I knew how to, um, you know, treat people with respect. So, of course, I'll go to heaven. But um, it wasn't until Tara and I were married, new new married couple, wanting to start a family and, and starting to talk about things that, you know, parents do when they start thinking about kids. And I remember, um, some of you have heard this story, but I remember... Um, watching a baseball pennant game one time and i and i'm not a huge baseball fan but this particular year the team that was in the pennant race was my a, a team that i loved and wanted to i was just glued to the tv watching this game and tara came in one day in the middle of the game and asked asked me this question which was simply do you believe in god and i was i kind of really dismissively of course i do and went back to my game and uh you know she pressed me a little on the, on that question and i kept basically okie doking her because i wanted a baseball game until she said this <laughs> <laughs> she said she, she made, asked me this one question and it was simple but it was enough to to stop me in our tracks and it was just as simple as this if we had a little girl who came up to me when she was five and asked me that question do you believe in god how would you answer it and i couldn't answer the question <sighs> thanks mate um uh it was like a, it was like God hit me in the head with a two by four and the game went off and we had this really long discussion. In the end of the discussion, I still couldn't answer the question, but he put a desire in my heart to be able to answer it. And we found a, a, uh, a really seeker friendly church with a good band and started going. And it was, it was, uh, we're proof that God can use those churches to, to, uh, bring us to him. Um, fast forward, we end up in a, a, a church up north where, um, the teaching was solid and we, we ended up in a life group where the, where it was even more solid and we were challenged and, and God just grew his, his, uh, uh, or grew our desire to know him through study and through, uh, challenging, um, home group, Bible study, all of that. And the more we, uh, learned, the more hungry we got. And, um, it's all him, uh, 
eventually, um, all this started because we were winning kids, and I'll, I'll, Terry will probably elaborate on on the, the that side of things. It took us a while to finally become parents, but through the trials and just life that happens through that, um, you know, we've all experienced these trials. We've we've uh, um, You know, we moved up north and bought this big house thinking we were going to fill the house with kids and, and they didn't immediately come. And and so praying through that and, and learning to trust the Lord in that um, uh, really affected our rock and, and, and grew us in, in, in the faith. But then you have um, struggles with a career or, or layoffs. Um, I had a business for a long time that, that was very successful in the, in um, in fact, the, the last month we closed the business was our most profitable month. And we ended up closing it down because of an imminent domain. It's a, kind of a long story that, that doesn't really matter. But we ended up having to close the business because I didn't want to go in debt to keep it open. And and we had no debt at the time we had it open. And, and uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. And we're wanting to start a family. And the, the, the anxiety of that sinful fear of, of not knowing how I'm going to support a family. And... Uh, uh, a godly brother at church and uh, challenges me to go take a test for Fairfield PD. So I go to take this test and I end up between the written and the physical, I end up like first out of 400. And I'm like, wow, I'm an old man. and I'm going to go to the police academy. And so God provided the income through the Fairfield PD hire at the, at the same time he was closing the door for our business. That's all a God thing. And, and I bring it up because there's a theme, so, kind of like the Israelites in the desert. We, we, uh, I worked for Fairfield PD for, uh, I think a little over a year and got a layoff. It was the first time the department had ever been la- laid off and they laid off 14 cops. And now I'm back in this sinful fear mode, this anxiety of how am I going to support a family and, and what am I going to do to, to pay the mortgage that God faithfully provided through all of that, through layoffs, through loss of jobs, through moves, through all of it. He continually pr- provided and, and, in spite of my sin of always reverting back to that, uh, that anxiety, that fearful sin. And so I guess just, um, so I don't continue to drone on through all of that, through the, the finance struggles, through the struggles of, of not being able to have children naturally through, uh, the, the adopting through the County and through the court system and out of state and all those struggles that we've been through God continually and always has been faithful um, to provide for all of it. And, um, so I've learned, um, uh, I guess just to, just to any of those trials we face when I can remember to go to him first and not, uh, wallow in this, the fear of what's, what's next. Um, he's there for you. He's there for me and he's there for you. So but kind of, I don't know, that's me in a nutshell. And that's uh, Terrell kind of elaborate more on our walk, but, uh, um, I think I just want to leave you with that. He is a faithful provider and um, kind of uh, I started out wanting to or not knowing what to say tonight and, and listening to Graham this morning. It just uh, it hit me how how often I mean, I've, I've thought about this often, but how how often I fall back into that same fearful sin and not trust. And, and ultimately, um, there's nothing of this world that we cannot lean on God and trust him for. So thank you guys. So I just just wanted to reiterate the first verse of the song we just sang. It says, your glorious cause, O God, engages our hearts. 
May Jesus Christ be known wherever we are. We ask not for ourselves, but for your renown. The cross has saved us. So we pray your kingdom come. And that's definitely been our prayer as we've kind of thought about, you know, preparing what to share. Um, Because it's funny, there is a theme of people who are asked to share their testimony. And, you know, some people get excited, some people get nervous. And I think that anxiety comes from, for me, okay, my life is more than five decades. My life with him has been just shy of three decades. And I've been a mom for one decade. I have 10 minutes. So how do you do that, right? So you pray, Lord, how can I show your grace in my life? How can I show your faithfulness? And um, so I was I was telling someone earlier, I think it finally hit me, the reason it sometimes feels awkward to give your testimony in an environment like this is, it seems like more of a conversation where this is more of a presentation. So um, I shared that with someone earlier and she said, well, maybe this will be a reminder to everyone to have this conversation because we need to talk about him and glorify him for all of the things he's doing in our lives. And that was Phil's message on Sunday. It was so, so sweet and so good and so um, encouraging to us to share here. So um, I was brought up in a very typical um American, very moral home. My parents are still married. They just celebrated their 60th wedding anniversary. I have one sister, um, but I was not raised in a Christian home. And uh, my family um, is still not saved, but, you know, they are open to hearing the gospel and they're sweet. They ask questions. And so I'm encouraged by that. Um, But I can see looking back in my life, all of the seeds that he planted even when I wasn't ready to hear them, I had a, you know, a swim coach who was everything when I was very, very little. And when she said goodbye to me for the summer, she gave me this little itty bitty New Testament. And like, that was a seed that I just had such respect for her that the Lord brought her to my mind later. And, you know, just the people that I thought about after I was saved that I wonder if I could find them to let them know they had a part in that even though it was a small part, the Lord used them to plant those seeds. I just, you know, it wasn't my timing. And so the Lord did call me to himself later in life. And he used some very odd means. Um, My grandparents, who I was very close with my whole upbringing, Neil and I were scheduled originally to get married on their 60th wedding anniversary. And we called them and asked permission because we just, they were an amazing couple And the Lord intervened, even though we didn't know him, I call it common grace on us, um, maybe even more so on my mom, to change our wedding day. And we were to be married in September, and it got moved. We ended up getting married in June, and six weeks prior to our wedding, um, we lost both of them within a week of each other. So even though that would have been a really hard day for us, it would have been an impossible day for my mom, so I'm grateful but it was hard. You know, this is supposed to be such a joyful time in your life. And I lost both of my grandparents six weeks before our wedding. And I wasn't a believer and I had really never lost anybody very close to me. So I was scrambling with what do I do with this grief? And I didn't really know. I didn't know how to grieve properly. And so I, you know, tried all the things you try in the world and none of them worked. Um, years later, I heard someone talk about that, like God sized hole in your heart that only he can fill. And it hit me like, oh yeah, that's kind of it. Nothing filled the hole. And so when we started talking about starting a family and having kids, I had all these questions and I didn't have the answers. And so, 
you know, I picked terrible time during the middle of the, the pennant game, but it was a legitimate question. You know, do you believe in God? Why? Like, I want to know why, because our kids are going to want to know why, and I don't have an answer for them. Let's talk about it. And as we started talking through it, it was really sweet of the Lord to just start calling us to himself. And, you know, so although I don't love the messages in seeker-friendly churches, they do have a special place in my heart because the Lord used that as a place to just very gently start calling us to himself. And, um, you know, his pursuit of me when I wasn't pursuing him was so sweet and so faithful. And so I'm, I'm so grateful. Um, and so, you know, Neil mentioned we were not able to start a family and we felt very ready for that. Clearly God had different plans, much better plans in retrospect. Um, but you don't know, you know, if any of you here have struggled with infertility, um, you know, it's hard, you know, you're ready for the next thing in life. And we were ready for that thing, but apparently we weren't. Um, but the sweetness of the Lord in that is the Lord did not bless us with children for 11 years after that. But in those 11 years, it was so sweet of him to really impress upon my heart. I didn't want you to know me so you could share who I am with your kids. I wanted you to know me because you are my child. And it's not about your kids. It's about you. And then 11 years later, he brings us the gift of a double blessing through adoption and said, now tell them about who I am. And so it was very sweet um, of him. And, you know, so I went from very driven, career oriented, like always looking for the next scale on the ladder of upward mobility to, you know, at one point the Lord said, you're traveling too much. You're not going to have a baby this way. So we prayed about it and I quit my job and very quickly the Lord showed me your identity is supposed to be in Christ, but your identity was in your career. So he stripped me of that so that he could re reveal that to me. And it was very sweet. Um, when we first started going to church, it was very much an academic exercise for me because remember, I didn't know what I was looking for. But the Lord very carefully and quickly showed me it's not about what's up here. It's about what I'm going to do in your heart. And so I was very, I'm just to this day still continue to be grateful for that. And through that whole struggle of those 11 years, he really revealed the truth of Romans 8.28, that he was working all things for my good. And um, he had the best blessing in our two boys. And, you know, we just, we have no idea what he's doing, but he is trustworthy. And he's just shown that to us over and over and over again. So I'm just so grateful for what the Lord's doing in my life, for what he's done in our life, and for um, what he's doing in all of our lives. So we need to share that because we are a new creation in Christ. The old has passed. And um, we need to talk about that and praise him and rejoice with one another and then go out and share it with others. Um, so thank you for giving me the opportunity to share and continue to ask each other questions. <laughs>